and this is the Exploring Happiness podcast. Let's get happier together! Hello, hello, hello! This is the last episode of season two. I actually did think that I'm going to interview somebody, but then I had so many topics to cover that uh, I preferred this way, maybe next season. Who knows? So the last episode, I want to spend thinking about well-being or happiness, uh, government or economy. I like the idea, but I couldn't really understand it until recently when I heard a talk of a Welsh commissioner. I do know about Bhutan, the little country in the Himalayas, which measures everything um, on how much happiness and not wealth or status or power it will bring. I like that because I think we should all do that. Uh, I mean, that's one point I'm making in everything exploring happiness, that we should put happiness first as a measure, not how much success or prestige, status, um, wealth, whatever we have, but how much happiness we have or how much happiness some action will bring us. Because I think when we think money or things, material things or status, power, uh, will help us to be happy, which I think we still do, even though we should know better by now. Um, it undermines the idea that there are so many other ways to be happy. And it doesn't necessarily involve having millions of dollars or great big houses or yachts or uh, a beautiful partner or um, a high social status. Those can all contribute to our happiness, but happiness lies somewhere else. It also lies in the appreciation of these things. But I think we can only understand that if we work towards happiness and not towards success or wealth. So it's interesting when countries start to do that, because I think it's mostly always about power and money. I mean, why else do they stuff the poor people who uh, jump on a boat and uh, try to cross the uh, Indian Ocean by boat to come to Australia, why do they stuff them on some hellhole island, which actually costs so much money that they probably can just uh, buy them all a nice house in Australia and still would have money left over. That can't have anything to do with happiness. That can only have something to do with power and a scarcity mindset. And I mean, Australia is not the only one. It's also not the only uh, policy or um, political way to deal with things. Uh, and other countries uh, have similar examples. I thought the other day, why can't we have a happiness party? So, which is really just focusing on happiness. I mean, governmental problems would still be similar. I mean, there's still education and defense and, uh, I don't know, international politics and um, finances and budgets uh, to sort out. But if we think about uh, how it makes and contributes to happiness, just having that as like the happiness party instead of labor or liberal or whatever it is, greens, greens is not too bad, but still happiness is higher. It aims for something higher than that. It includes all the other things. 
And it's a great motto, happiness, the happiness party. And no, it's not about smoking marijuana all day long or having glasses of red wine. It is really about making politics, but with the aspect of happiness and not just one person's happiness or a few people's happiness, but really looking after what brings most happiness. And that's where I come back to that talk of the uh, Welsh commissioner. She's the commissioner of well-being, I believe. Wales also um, has started to follow um, a happiness or well-being um, policy. So they measure everything, every decision, governmental decision, based on what well-being or what happiness that brings to, to their country and their people. They have worked that out together. So uh, in a way, they have um, they have consulted um, citizens, their citizens, and they have um, deducted guidelines and principles. And in general, that would be towards green, towards uh, sustainability uh, and livable earth. Um, it's uh, about um, me um, health well-being of health, like the problem of obesity and uh, lifestyle illnesses. And there's a few others which I can't remember right now, but look it up if you're interested. The Welsh commissioner also told a story about a highway which suffered from um, traffic jams. So the idea was to expand that highway. But expanding that highway, like a lot of times, Uh, would have cut into nature, into actually a nature reserve, quite a valuable one, apparently. I think they are all valuable. And um, then she also said uh, it's not uh, getting rid of the problem of obesity. So people would just be more able to sit in cars for hours, actually, uh, instead of moving more. So that highway wasn't built, it wasn't expanded. I found that very interesting because a lot of times people would insist on their right to drive a car and drive with a car to work. And I mean, I have no idea how people get to work, so they probably still are in a traffic jam. But if the decision is not just toppled because of cutting a nature reserve and um, fostering obesity, but at the same time, um, there are more mechanisms to counteract obesity, for example, like, uh, and that's what she mentioned, um, investing into public transport, but also really investing into cycling, into movement, into councils who uh, work towards um, fostering exercise and um, whatever. I have no idea how to do that, maybe by uh, having more space for that or having groups for that and just having a general um, promotion of moving more. Like um, here in Australia, the uh, May 50K, where we are supposed to, I think, either run 50K or walk 50, uh, 50K steps. Um, and they say that in the radio and they promote that everywhere. So um, creating initiatives and programs to foster that um, culture of exercising and moving instead of sitting in cars. 
I guess it could also be an initiative and program to appreciate nature reserves and nature. I mean, we are all really aware of global warming, I guess. So it's a wonder that we still are really happy to cut down nature reserves. I'm not, but still uh, to expand highways. I really like that tendency. It makes me hopeful for the future. It makes me positive that we can break out of cycles um, of these belief patterns that we have to have a growing economy, that we have to have more power and money and whatever, and um, that those things are more important than actually well-being and happiness. It is hopefully that we understand that we don't have to busy all, uh, be busy all the time, that we don't have to be productive all the time, that we can take breaks, that we can look after our bodies, that we don't live in scarcity, particularly not in the Western world, at least not where I'm living, that there is abundance. And if we embrace that abundance, that we don't have to store that many resources. We don't have to have everything anymore. I mean, we already have so many things um, and maybe we are able to make better do with that and use the share economy if we need a tool or gadget or something um, to have that just for temporarily uh, and understand that we don't need to store huge amounts of foods in our houses when there is quite a good cycle. I mean, at least if you're not living very remotely, that there's quite a good a way to get to those foods. We are not living in a famine. We are, we are not preparing for uh, war. We are living in abundance. We live in, in a world where we can access resources. We don't starve. And I'm talking about the Western world here. And we should embrace that. And we should focus on the next needs, which don't need to be material. Look, let's look at the immaterial um, needs. And happiness, I guess, is the top of that. So let's like look towards that and see if we actually need all the things, all the consumption um, and production and whatever and to that extent. Or if we can reduce that so that we can all live on this earth, including um, the current nature and animal uh, landscape, um, without destroying everything. While also being happier and and healthier in minds and bodies uh, and in our society, in our communities, and our society. I think uh, that's all very hopeful. And it means that we start to embrace where we've come uh, as uh, humanity, not fighting for immediate survival all the time, at least not in the Western culture most of the times. I, I'm very aware that uh, not all people in this world are as privileged as I and probably you uh, when you're listening to this podcast are, and that we can spread that. With that, I finish this season with a hopeful uh, lookout for the future. I wish you a happy day, a happy week, and happy days until the next season. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week when we explore more happiness together.